Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Just End the Suffering podcast uh, forum for... uh, There's only one type of Jet fan out there. Frustrated Jets fans who just want to end the suffering. A lot going on. Can't believe it's less than a week till we get the season started at Buffalo. Facing Josh Allen and company in the... uh, the up and coming Buff- Buffalo Bills. It's um, it's weird to say that, but um, they were in the playoffs last year. Uh, a lot of hype surrounding this team. They made a big trade in the off season for Stephon Diggs. Um, so expectations are high for that team. Uh, playoffs or even AFC East uh, division winners um, is a realistic expectation for the Buffalo Bills with Tom Brady out of the AFC East. Um, So we're going to dive into that. We're going to dive into uh, training camp cuts, um, some off-season storylines, some free agency, um, and we're going to get all into all that in a sec. Um, But we're going to start with um, Jonathan Harrison. So he was a surprise cut yesterday. Um, He replaced Ryan Khalil late in the 2019 season as a starting center, Sam Donald's starting center, um, a position that the New York Jets haven't had a lot of stability at since Nick Mangold uh, retired. Um, that was a surprise cut. He was all, he, he was projected to be a backup to Connor McGovern, um, the free agency signing from Denver. Um, he also plays guard, so he was good for providing that interior offensive line depth. Um, there was a lot of upheaval on the offensive line position group this offseason um, with Joe Douglas really um, bearing down on trying to improve that position group, um, a group that did not perform well last year. Um, so that was a surprise cut. Um, earlier in the training camp, they also uh, cut Brian Winters, who was at the time the longest tenured Jet. And, uh, again, he was also could play center, could play guard. Um, and, uh, and he was let go, saved about between six and seven million on the cap. Um, so it was mostly, or believed to be, uh, monetary reasons why he was, uh, let go. Um, but just wanted to start with that because that was a bit of a surprise, um, yesterday when those training camp cuts came down. Um, so just to refresh, the offensive line group is completely different than last year. So we'll go left to right, left tackle, Makai Becton, first-round pick, uh, number 11 overall out of Louisville, a lot of expectation, um, humongous human being, um, but raw. And I think it's unrealistic to expect that this guy is going to step in and be um, you know, DeBrickershaw Ferguson. Um, there are going to be growing pains um, as the season progresses. Um, hopefully he's big enough and athletic enough to um, not really experience too many growing pains, but he, he has to work on his hand placement, skill and technique, and um, we're going to be keeping an eye on that. Um, it's not going to be hard to keep an eye on that because if he makes a mistake, um, that's Sam Donald's blindside. Not great. So his 
real mistakes will be magnified because of the position that he plays in, and that's why the left tackle position is just so important. All right, left guard, we have Alex Lewis. So Alex Lewis came over last year from Baltimore. Um, one of Joe Douglas's first moves um, provides um, some toughness. He is the only starter on the offensive line uh, remaining from the previous year. Uh, center, as I mentioned before, it's the uh, Connor McGovern, who is the um, free agency signing from Denver. Right guard, Greg Van Roten, um, actually from Long Island, a uh, local guy, and uh, he is from, I believe, Carolina. Um, and then at right tackle, uh, another free agent, George Fant, and he will be backed up by Chuma Edoga, who was drafted by Mike, McC- Mike McCagnan, third round pick, USC. Um, they liked what he was able to do last year, but um, has not had a great training camp thus far. So those are your offensive line starters going into this year. Again, Alex Lewis is the only um, remain remaining starter from last year. You got left tackle, Makai Becton, and then free agents at center, right guard, and right tackle. The second storyline I wanted to get into was the Le'Veon Bell, Adam Gase um, drama that has been going on since the day Le'Veon Bell was signed. Let's start with this. Le'Veon Bell was signed by Mike McCagnan. It was a Mike McCagnan, um, you know, this is Mike McCagnan written all over it. Adam Gase prefers to do a running back by committee. We saw that in uh, in Miami. Um he wants a guy who's going to hit the hole. He's going to want someone who runs downhill. Um, nothing about that describes Adam Gase whatsoever. And Adam Gase and Mike McKagan obviously didn't <laughs> agree on on how to use the running back position or how to allocate um, some of their monetary assets because Adam Gase would have never signed off on signing Le'Veon Bell for that much money. Now... Do Adam Gase and Le'Veon Bell get along? By all accounts, yes, they do get along. This has been a heavily scrutinized relationship in New York sports. Um, so while I understand that they might get along and they have a good working relationship, um, I do not think Le'Veon Bell, A, fits Adam Gase's playing style, or B, Adam Gase would never have spent that much money. Um, the Adam Gase, Joe Douglas, uh, I should say, would never have spent that much money on um, a running back, and especially a running back who doesn't have the style that Adam Gase wants. So I, I think it's a bit overblown. The personal relationship honestly doesn't really matter. Um, Adam Gase needs to do a better job of incorporating Le'Veon Bell into the system. Le'Veon Bell is the most talented player on the Jets' offense. It's not close. Um and I mean, he the, the the false narrative that Le'Veon Bell doesn't get a lot of touches in Adam Gase's offense is just not right. Um, I would not agree with that at all. The numbers don't back that up. I would say that the way that Le'Veon Bell gets carries and gets touches is just not creative at all. I mean, how many times do we see Le'Veon Bell run up the middle? Um, 
you know, into a pile of dust. I mean, it was, uh, it was not good. Um, a lot of his, yes, he got a lot of catches, but his catches were primarily in the backfield. Um, we got to get the ball downfield. Um, so we'll see. We'll see. Um, third, wide receiver cornerback issues. All right, so um, I would say the wide receiver core is, is, is worse than last year. Um, we lost Robbie Anderson. Um, we bring back Jamison Crowder. Um, we replaced Robbie Anderson with Brashad Perriman. Um, and we brought in, we drafted Denzel Mims. Now I like Denzel Mims from Baylor, second round pick. But I don't, first of all, he's been injured, which is not his fault. But he's he's obviously missed, you know, the rookies haven't had OTAs. It's been an abnormal offseason. And he's missed most of training camp. His first practice was the last day of training camp. He's not going to be prepared to, to play. I mean, he's he's going to probably, hopefully, be more effective down the stretch, but I don't expect him to be a factor week one heading into the uh, Buffalo game. I expect that the starters will probably be Jameson Crowder, um, Chris Hogan, and Brashad Perriman, if he's able to stay healthy. He's been da- uh, battling knee, knee swelling, um, so who knows if he can stay healthy. Um, because it's being discussed as potentially a chronic injury. And this is where Adam Gase's, you know, label as an offensive genius is really going to have to be showcased because although their receivers, the receiving core is not average, it's, it's below average, I would say that the weapons they have on tight ends and running backs is probably above average. You have Le'Veon Bell, who is arguably the best um, um, running back out of the backfield, able to catch footballs um, in the NFL. And then you have Chris Herndon, young tight end from uh, University of Miami. He was he played really well two years ago, and he was out last year because of a suspension and then injuries. He's back, and you have Ryan Griffin now. Um, and Ryan Griffin was a was one of Sam's uh, most reliable targets last year. Um, so you have to be able to work in those three guys, I think, um, more than you would if you had a very good, you know, if you had a Julio Jones and Calvin Ridley receiving core. You got to work in your tight ends and your running backs, and um, hopefully that will help alleviate some of the pressure. Um, that Sam Donald is facing. Alright. So next up, I just wanted to talk about the defensive backfield, and we'll start by talking about Jamal Adams. Man. That guy. I mean, I, I don't really know what to say. I mean, he was... Um, someone I was ecstatic when we drafted him, um, but someone who quickly turned into a villain. Um, he threw, now listen, I don't like Adam Gase. I don't, def, you know, I, it's very rare that I'll defend Adam Gase. Um, but he went after Adam Gase. He went after Joe Douglas. Uh, I just didn't like the way he, that he handled the situation 
forcing a trade out of New York. I think he was a crybaby. Um, I don't think he had his teammates back. He, you know, when when the Jets were winning games, he was quiet. When they're losing, you know, he was just always pouting, whining about something, complaining, and um, you know, uh, he was a fantastic player. Don't get me wrong. But uh, I don't think safeties win you NFL championships, NFL Super Bowls. Um, so they shipped him off to Seattle for two number one picks, back-to-back years, and a third. I swapped a third round for a fourth rounder. That's a very good haul, in my opinion. Uh, you just saw Yannick Ngakwe get traded from the Jaguars for a lot less. So... I think it was a good trade, and I think it was even better because of the tra- the training camp that his replacement is having, that replacement being Marcus May. Um, whether you're reading, you know, Semini at ESPN or Bron Costello, um, they're all raving about Marcus May. And Marcus May, I mean, he people it was tough to gauge him last year in Greg Williams' defense because he was playing 20 yards, you know, behind the line of scrimmage, but. This dude can play. I mean, he was a second-round pick. He went to Florida. He played in the SEC. And um, a little bit older. But, I mean, this dude can play. And he can play both positions. So, basically, after Jamal Adams uh, was traded, they are giving Marcus May the ability to have Jamal Adams' position, strong safety. So, he's making the the transition from free safety to strong safety. Um, They expect to play a lot of... um, Three safety formations between Marcus May, Ashton Davis, and um, Gerald McDougal. And, um, you know, I, I, it's not really an area of concern for me. Ashton Davis, again, that's as uh, those who listen to Joe and Evan on WFAN, he is the most talked about third round pick in NFL history. Um, <laughs> so everyone loved the pick, everyone loves the kid. He's from Cal. Uh, he was a walk-on at Cal. Uh, I think he, he also ran track. He's fast. He can cover ground. He is what you're looking for in a free safety. Um, nowadays in the NFL, someone fast can get from sideline to sideline. So we'll uh, keep an eye on that. I'm, I'm hoping uh, he's been one of the few rookies who's been able to stay healthy uh, throughout training camp. Um, so... And Greg Williams seems to like him a lot. So we'll be anxious to uh, see whether, A, Marcus May can do, you know, 80% of the job Jamal Adams was able to do and whether Ashton Davis can step up as a as a rookie, um, which is very hard this year, again, because you're, you're kind of limiting the amount of time that rookies can make that transition because of all the COVID stuff. So we'll keep an eye on that. And then, um, you know, the guy from Seattle, I don't know too much about him, but, um, you know, we'll see if he can play. Um, I, I've heard, you know, he's a quality starter, so, um, and that's Bradley McDougald, excuse me. Um, so we'll see. Um, cornerback, uh, I mean, you got Pierre Desir from, from Indy, uh, and then you got Bless Austin, who was, Drafted by Mike McCagnan a couple years ago from Rutgers. He came on at the end of the last season a bit. That's somebody who is going to be thrown into the fire a little bit, getting some some playing time. Um, Someone I'm curious to see 
how he's going to react with an, an increase in playing time. And then Brian Poole, again, who was brought in last year, played phenomenal um, as the slot corner. And, you know, we'll, we'll, he was brought back on a one-year deal, I believe, by Joe Douglas. So we'll see. And he was, I believe, teammates with Marcus Mann at University of Florida. So, again, I, I think the safety group is better than the corners. Um, but we'll see. I, I, I bless Austin. Uh, Marcus Mann, Ashton Davis. That's who I'm. I'm really keying in on um, in the defensive backfield to see. Other than that, um, you know, I expect the linebacking core to, you know, take a step, take a step down. Uh, I see Avery Williamson is, is is back. We'll see how he plays. It's been a while. Um, Neville Hewitt, Terrell Basham. Um, so we'll see if I, I think Greg Williams will be um, able to concoct a, a defense that will be sufficient. I don't expect them to be top 10 like they were last year. I expect them to be more average. Again, no C.J. Mosley. Um, so we'll see. Um, defensive line, Quinn and Williams, got to see something. We didn't see anything last year. It's hurts to watch Quinn Williams or watch Jets games and just Quinn Williams just disappears not there um it's painful um we had the third pick I mean he's the third pick of the draft I gotta see something I gotta see him in the backfield I gotta see him disrupting some plays so those are my thoughts on that um and then just going into week one and Buffalo I don't like Josh Allen. Um, I know him and Sam trained together. Um, I just dislike every quarterback that was drafted in the same year as as Sam Donald. Sam Donald's our guy, um, for better or for worse. I don't like Baker Mayfield. I don't like Josh Allen. I don't like Lamar Jackson. I don't have to worry about Josh Rosen because he's on a practice squad in Tampa Bay right now. So... um, We'll see. I, I I expect them to be. I expect this to, to be a tough game for the Jets to win, um, but they're going to need it because week two is against San Francisco. Even though that's at home, what is home field advantage? Now um, there's going to be no fans in New Jersey, so um, I don't know. That's it, it, it's a tough. Um, it's tough back to back weeks, um, but. The Bills game is without a doubt more winnable. And I think what this season is going to come down to is who is Sam Darnold? Um, you know, he's got to make a step this season. I feel like we're talking about, I feel like, you know, in when Ryan Tannehill was with Miami, every year it was like, oh, is this the year that he makes this big step? Is this the year that he takes a big step? And all of a sudden, at the end, you're just like, this is who he is. Now he gets to Tennessee, and you know he played very well last year. I'd like to see if if he can maintain that this year. But I need Sam Donald to throw thirty touchdowns and ten interceptions. That that's that's my my bar. Thirty touchdowns, ten picks. Enough of this, like you know, eighteen touchdowns, twelve picks. I need I need it better in both directions. If he's going to be a stud, the Jets are going to win games. 
if he's if this is who he is, a twenty touchdown, ten picks a game. I mean, I, I don't really know. I mean, this this whole. I mean, I don't even want to think about it. But that's my expectation. Um, I think that's one of the. That's pretty much the primary objective of the season. I'd rather go uh, seven and nine, six and ten. Sam Darnold is a stud, and the rest of the roster stinks. Then go eight and eight, nine and seven, and Sam Darnold is average or below average, and you know the 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 team around him is is playing um, above their capabilities or over their head. Um, I need to see if this guy's a stud, and I know the rotation at at wide receiver and the lack of talent at wide receiver is is not helping that. But at some point, we got to stop making excuses for him, and he's got to be a stud. Go out there and and produce at a Pro Bowl level. Um, it's time. It's this is year three. It's year two in Gase's system. Let's go. And um, and that's my thought. And I I think if the Jets are going to be successful now, or in the near future, the next three to five years. This has got to be a big year for Sam Darnold, and he's got to step up and show him he's the man. Show us he's the man. Um, so that's all I got. Um, prediction for the Bills, Jets. I will. S- <sighs> 31 21 Bills, unfortunately. Um, but those are my thoughts, and um, good luck. I hope you were enjoying your Sundays before the Jets came back. Um, I would say, uh, you know, my players to watch, obviously Sam Donald on offense, um, Perriman, and then, um, if you see if Perriman's healthy and able to play and then on, and then really, um, is Le'Veon Bell able to get going? I, I think you'll see a lot of Frank Gore. I think Frank Gore fits Adam Gase's playing, playing style a lot more. And, um, I think defensively, I want to see Marcus May step up. I want to see Queen Ken Williams uh, step up, um, and uh, and I, I think and and bless Austin, obviously. Uh, so those are those are the guys I've I've been talking about um, that I have my eye on. Um, so we'll see. And 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 Adam Gase starts on the hot seat. I mean, this is I think a do or die year for Adam Gase and Adam Gase's uh, coaching. Um, well, his job security is linked with Sam Darnold's productivity. So I think if, if Sam Darnold goes out, like I said, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks, you're going to see Adam Gase year three. And I think you should. Um, but if he, if Sam Darnold kind of stat his progress kind of stagnates, or if he takes a step back, Adam Gase is gone. He was brought here to do one thing. I know was develop Sam Darnold. Um, so we'll see. Um, those are my thoughts on, on this week and everything going on. Um, so good luck. Enjoy football being back. Um, again, it's kind of crazy that uh, it's already here upon us um, without any preseason games. But enjoy and uh, go Jets. <laughs>